Church of History. <laughs> Here's Felix Pinnell to take us back, back, back. This morning we have a uh, the story of a seven-minute black-and-white film shot nearly a century ago in the eastern Washington community of Chihuahua, which has been tucked away for some strange reason in an archive in South Carolina for 50 years. And you tracked down the story behind this film, including Washington's forgotten role in providing a vital material for both world wars? Yeah, you know, and that theme music was from Lowell Thomas Remembers. That's a public TV show from the late 70s. We'll talk about how that fits into the story in a moment. Now, I know about Boeing planes from Seattle and ships built in Houghton for World War II. I know about the spruce forests of the Olympic Peninsula providing lumber for aircraft in World War I, but I'd never heard of magnesite before. Magnesite was an important ingredient in American arms production in both of those wars, and most of it, turns out, came from the Evergreen State. Now, magnesite is magnesium carbonate. It was critical to the steel milling process. Heat-proof bricks made from magnesite lined all the big forges and steel plants throughout most of the 20th century. So I saw this old film the other day posted online from the University of South Carolina, Shot in 1925 by a Fox movie tone news photographer based in Seattle named Eric Mayel. I have it posted on my Facebook page. We'll have it later at My Northwest. What it shows is a sprawling mining and refining operation for magnesite in the town of Chihuahua. It's about 45 miles north of Spokane or so on the way to Colville. Now, in the film, we see dynamiting at a quarry, horse-drawn sleds full of ore, and one of the coolest parts is this overhead tram. It carried the raw ore for more than five miles from the quarry to the processing plant. It looks like a ski lift. It's actually made by the same company that made ski lifts. The photographer actually rides in one of the tram buckets the entire five miles. You see a shadow. So it almost looks like the sky ride from the World's wow. Fair. It's an amazing piece of film. Now, I'd heard of Chihuahua, and I'd uh, heard of, never heard of the Northwest Magnesite Company. So I made some calls to the museum over there. They connected me with lifelong Chihuahua resident Gino Ludwig. He's a retired school teacher in his 70s. We used to get all of our... Uh magnesite here in the United States from Austria. When the First World War started, Austria, of course, cut off their supply of magnesite to the United States because we were on different sides of the war. So the nationwide hunt went on to find magnesite, and they found it uh, about uh, seven miles southwest of Chihuahua. So when the uh, World War I began, we lost access, and they found this at a, in Chihuahua at a place called Finch Quarry. They knew it was there because magnesite's related to marble. There had been a marble quarry there for years. Now, Gina Ludwig explained the whole complex process to me where the ore comes in on the tram and gets busted up and washed, then goes to these gigantic cylindrical kilns that are fired with coal. It reaches a crazy high temperature to go through a purification process called dead burning. The final product is sort of a pellet that would get shipped by train to Pittsburgh where they'd turn it into those special bricks. Now, Gino knows all about this because he has a personal connection to the magnesite plant. My dad was a burner, which means that he ran the kilns. When I went to visit him, uh, you, can't, you could not look inside the kiln, otherwise it would blind you. You had to use this real thick kind of a, kind of a bluish-purple glass to look through. And when you looked in there, you could, just, you could see how hot it was. And how hot it was was about 3,200 degrees Fahrenheit. I mean, this is really hot. It's purifying this ore, right? Yeah. Now, the magasite plant made Chihuahua boom in the 20s and again during World War II when as many as 800 people worked there around the clock. Firing up those kilns was a big process, so they just kept them going all the time. Each of the seven or eight kilns produced something like 50 tons of magnesite per day. I mean, this is a huge operation. The technology changed, though, of course, and by the late 1960s, the plant was sold to a company in Texas. The workforce dwindled to fewer than 200. Now, Gino's dad, Ray Ludwig, was still working there in March 1968 when the bad news came. The plant would shut down that August. So we had a, a fairly decent population, depending on, on, on the plant and how many, how many workers were, were actually actively working. 
And then suddenly when, when the plant shut down uh, and people had to leave, put a stress on everything because, uh, you know, the businesses weren't making as much money. The school district uh, didn't have as many kids. Um, so it was, it was, it was a, a, an economic disaster. Now, Gino Ludwig says Chuila did bounce back in the 70s. Now, the museum people over there and Gino hadn't ever heard about this 1925 film before, so I sent Gino a link, and then I gave him another call. I, I'd, never, I'd never seen it before, but it, uh, you know, it, it pretty well uh, showed you the description of the, what I was talking about, the buckets and the tram lines and, the, and how the, the, the ore was mined and all that other kind of stuff. Now, as to why that film was preserved at the University of South Carolina, the archivist there is a guy named Benjamin Singleton. He says that back in 1980, Fox Corporation donated something like 16 million feet of newsreel footage that shot between 1919 and the 40s. Now, Singleton's not sure, but he thinks it's all because of that public TV show, Lowell Thomas Remembers, Lowell which Thomas was Remembers. produced there in Columbia, South Carolina in the 1970s. And in Lowell Thomas, the famous Fox News voice, he sits on a desk and he says, I remember, you know, Lindbergh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that show was made here at the PBS station, which is the, one of the larger PBS stations. So it was the biggest single licensor of Fox News footage. And I, I mean, there's something, there's got to have been something there in that way. Now, Lowell Thomas is a little bit even before my time, Dave, so I grabbed a sample so we can all listen to see if he is as low energy as Ben Singleton kind of portrays him. Hello, everybody. This is Lowell Thomas again, remembering with you another memorable year in the history of aviation. A year of peace, but a year of excitement in the air. <laughs> the year 1947. Ooh. So, yeah, well, he was not exactly Mr. Excitement, was no. Lowell Thomas. Now, whatever the reason for the donation, Benjamin Singleton agreed with me when I said that collections like what he has there made it possible for guys like Ken Burns to reinvigorate the whole field of historic documentaries. And, boy, he sure did agree with me. That's right. He's, he certainly owes me. You, you can quote me. He's, he's nice, though. Yeah, so Ken Burns has used this archive in South Carolina extensively. Now, some of the buildings from the plant are still standing there south of Chihuahua. There's a giant smokestack, but the old tram, that really cool thing, that's completely gone. And we'll have the film. It's on my Facebook page now, but we'll have it at My Northwest a little bit later on. Amazing piece of Northwest history. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's worth bringing that tram back and for a tourist attraction. Wouldn't if, that be cool? Uh, if nothing else. Yeah. Plus, I want to thank you. I now know more about steel than I ever thought I would. Yeah, Magnesite. Who knew? Who knew? Felix Spinell, resident historian, all his features at MyNorthwest.com. Colleen, what else is going on?